Welcome to Daily Daf Different, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Duff Differently. I'm Rabbi Utsteyer, and today we will be studying Duff 27, Kav Zayn, in the fourth chapter of Masechet Megillah. On the bottom of 26 bet, we read, Amar of Papi, Mashme de Rebi, Mi be knishta le be rabanan share, Mi be rabanan le be knishta asir. Rav Papi said in the name of Rabbi, meaning Rabbi Yehuda in Hanasi, it is permitted to transform a synagogue into a Beit Midrash, but it is forbidden to transform a Beit Midrash into a Beit HaKnesset, a synagogue. We also have a statement from Rav Papa in the name of Rabba, saying the opposite, that it is permitted to make a synagogue out of a Beit Midrash, but not the other way around comes Rav Acha and says that Rav Papi's statements is more logical because we also know of the statement of Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi, who says that it is permissible to make a synagogue into a Beit Midrash. It is interesting to note that a house of study, a Beit Midrash, is ranked higher in Kedushah as a synagogue. What does the different assumptions over which has higher Kedushah come from? The Gemara quote Bar Kapara, who bases it on uh, 2 Kings 25.9. He burnt the house of the Lord, the king's palace, and all the houses of Jerusalem. He burnt down the house of every notable person. The house of the Lord is obviously identified with the temple. The king's palace is the royal palace. The houses of Jerusalem, exactly what it says, the buildings in Jerusalem, and the house of every notable person here we have two divergent opinions of Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, but we don't know which one said what. One says it means Makom Shemagdalin Bo Torah, a place where the Torah is magnified, and the other says Makom Shemagdalin Bo Tefillah, a place in which prayer is magnified. Bar-Kapara continues saying, Tistayim the Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi it can be assumed, or literally, there are indicated there are indications that it was Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi who said, "Makom shemagdalin b'Torah," because we know he also says that a Beit Hakneset may be transformed into a Beit Hamidrash. It's interesting to note how Bar here weaves together the two statements and attributes Makom Shemagdalim Torah to Rabbi Yushua based on this other statement that is attributed to him. That he actually said that a uh, Beit HaKreset may be transformed into a Beit Midrash. Let's now look at the next uh, section that starts with the Tashma. Tashma, come and hear. A Sefer Torah may be put on top of another Sefer Torah, and a Sefer Torah on separate Chumashim, 
Im separate Chumashim on scrolls of the prophets, and scrolls of the prophets may not be placed on Chumashim, nor Chumashim may be placed on a Sefer Torah. This tells about how we are to treat our writings, our holy books. You might have noticed that some people, myself included, are very picky about in which order to put Sifrei Kodesh on the bookshelf and how to pile them up. You'll sometimes see people also turning Sidurim and Chumashim around if they are upside down on the bookshelf, or to transfer a Chumash to the top of a pile of books. All of this goes actually back to this brighter. It is okay to place Sifrei Torah on top of each other, because they have the same level of holiness. And one may also pile up Humashim or Sidurim or, you know, books of the uh, prophets and so on, but one should not mix them. For instance, Humashim and Sidurim. If one does so, if one has a pile with, uh, say, Humashim and uh, Sidurim mixed together, then the Humashim should be on top of the Sidurim. You'll see sometimes that someone put two Sidorim on top of each other in order to rest a third one on it from which the person is praying, like making a makeshift shtender. The Shulchan Aruch in Ord Chaim 315 uh, Seif 7 allows this to be done even on Shabbat, and the Ramah, who was a commentator on the Shulchan Aruch, explains that one doesn't need to be concerned about constructing an ohel, a, a tent, because one doesn't actually use the space underneath the book, where it's leaning uh, on the other two books. But there are also some authorities, like the Taz, who forbids this practice. But most, including the Mag Magen Avraham, don't have a problem with that. The last short section that I want to look at is found near the bottom of 27b about the attributes of Chachamim. Rabbi Zachai was asked by his students, in virtue of what have you reached such a good old age? And he replied, never in my life have I urinated uh, within four cubits, four amot of a place where prayers have been set, nor have I given um, a nickname to my fellow, nor have I omitted to um, to perform the sanctification of the uh, Shabbat, meaning uh, I have never forgotten to uh, say Kiddush Hayom on, uh, on Shabbat morning. The Tosafot explains what the Keniti Shem Lechavaro, making a nickname for someone, means. And it, he says it comes from Baba Metziah, or why we are saying that. So in Baba Metziah 58b, we learn, we say that someone who makes a nickname for his fellow has no share in the world to come. And then it continues with another example of Rabbi el bin Shamua, who was also asked by his students, in virtue of what have you reached such a good old age? And he replied, never in my life have I made a shortcut through a synagogue nor have I stepped upon the heads of other people, nor have I lifted my hands to say the priestly blessing without reciting a blessing. Meaning, Rabbi Elazar did not use the synagogue as a shortcut in order to get somewhere else, 
And neither did he push through a crowd of people in order to get to his seats, like, for instance, in the Beit Midrash or in the Beit HaKnesset. And Rabbi Perida was asked by his disciples as well, in virtue of what have you reached such good old age? And he replied, never in my life have I allowed anyone to be before me at the house of study, nor have I set grace before a Kohen, nor have I eaten of a beast from which the priestly dues have not been given. So Rabbi Perida was always the first in the Beit Midrash in the morning, and probably also the last one to leave. And he was also careful about another minhag that we have, and that is that when we sit together having a meal, and then comes the time for saying Bekat Hamazon, it is customary to give this honor to the person with the highest rank present, and very often that was given to somebody who is a Kohen, or a Levi, or an exceptional Torah scholar. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.